Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Ask an Introvert podcast. Welcome to a mini series where I interview my actual friends, <laughs> friends from online and friends from real life. Today, we have with us Sharon, who I met at my first corporate marketing job in the produce industry. Sharon is an extrovert. And while she is an extrovert, she is sitting here very uncomfortably as we're recording. So send her some loving vibes, some compassionate vibes, and be patient with us as we warm up for this episode. Sharon, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Sharon. What's your favorite thing in the world? My family. Can you tell us about your cats? I have two of them, male and female, Kentucky and Bella. They were, we rescued them, and they're adorable. Hey, what makes them adorable? Kentucky, he's long-legged, and he's got big ears, and he loves to have his belly rubbed, and he'll roll over, roll over his back and let you scratch his belly. Bella does the same thing, but she doesn't want you to scratch your belly. She attacks you if you scratch your belly. That's what makes them adorable because they're just opposites. Of your two cats, which one reminds you of me? Kentucky. Do you think I would want my belly scratched if I were a cat? Yes. Okay. With a little snack. Okay. Good to know. So I would love to hear from you how you and I are friends. So some background first for the audience. Sharon and I are like 20 plus years apart. 30 years apart? Oh, well, age doesn't really matter to us, obviously. <laughs> or to me, I, I can't even do the math. I think Sharon and my dad are born in the same year, but Sharon and I met at work and I left that job four and a half years ago, but Sharon and I have kept in touch. We even took a trip to Seattle together before. And I think it's rare to see friendship between people with such a big age difference, but I'll let Sharon take it from here. When I first met you, it wasn't the fact that you were young. It wasn't the fact that <clears throat> what your job was. You just had this glow about you and you made me laugh. And we could have a conversation and we would touch on the same items and we would just enjoy learning from one another. But also you have a love of food that you share with me. You've taken me to a lot of exciting places and different places that I probably never would have found on my own. Yeah, so for context for the audience. Sharon is a white woman. <laughs> so we have our cultural differences on top of age. But reflecting on what Sharon has said, I think friends who make each other laugh is really important, more important than anything else. Because oftentimes we think about all the things that we need to have similar and we make those judgments just by looking at each other. But then you never get to know the real person behind all of that. And true, when I, I, we became really buddies because I'm an extrovert and she had gotten sick and I went around calling her sicky just to tease her to because she was not feeling well. And I just thought if I made her laugh just a little bit that, that getting over sickness would help be just a little bit uh, easier. So that's how we started talking and, and sharing our, our ideas and you know the diversity that comes with being two different people in a different world. And so we started our friendship, and it's been a great four and a half years. It just seems like it was just yesterday that we met one another. Well, I think we've known each other for like eight years now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, only, it's been four and a half years <laughs> since I stopped working with you. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow, I didn't do right? Anything. So Sherry met me when I was in my early 20s and just starting out my career. So it's been interesting whenever I try to think about my past self and I can't remember, I just ask Sharon. Well, Jennifer, being introvert, working in the produce field is a very extrovert type of field. You have to talk to a lot of different people. You have to get along with a lot of different people. And Jennifer, at first, didn't you didn't appear as an introvert. Part of her charm to me is just that she tried so hard to work it out and she wanted not to be the odd person within this group of older people. She was our the youngest person that we had there and she did a marvelous job. She was great at her job. She just had these fabulous ideas and that was another thing that attracted personality-wise to me because she had such creativity because it gives me a perspective that I wouldn't have either. I will accept those compliments. You should. <laughs> now, Sharon, I want to ask you, what do you think makes our friendship work? I think the fact that we're both open to the fact that we're different. We're not. Ex- I'm not asking you to step into my world and be me, and you're not asking me to step into your world and be you. Just the acceptance that we're all different. You just got to find, instead of, like you were saying, instead of find all the negative, look for the positive. Look for something that you have in common, the laughter, the food. But you don't have to be a carbon copy of, of one another. You don't have to live in the exact type of housing. You don't have to have the same type of family type. I think friendship is an opening of your eyes and, and realizing there's a lot of people out there that you could be good friends with that you don't have to agree. And you and I exchange ideas. We don't always agree, but it's nothing ugly about us not agreeing. We just know that we live in different worlds. That's what I think friendship is. That's really beautiful. And I think really relevant in a time, especially in America, where it feels really divisive. But we won't dive into all the political stuff. <laughs> no, that's just negative and, and let more people to spread that negativity. That's a whole different conversation. We're here to focus on friendship. So I'm curious, you being an extrovert and me being an introvert, does that present a challenge in our friendship? No, it does not. I didn't realize that you were an introvert at first um, until probably about three months into it. And then I started realizing that you would get so overloaded with all the noise and bing banglers and ting tanglers that go on in an office that we're all sitting together and that you would just, you're, you would just kind of shut down. You would just mm-hmm. sit in your chair and, and not, you could, I just tell on your face, like, I'm done. It's over, you know, because it's such a, a lot of energy going on and a lot of, talking over one another and people telling you you're wrong and and you would just you get this look on your face that I learned that you're like I'm done you know and I I I would think that you're off you know thinking a creative place or thinking about where you'd prefer to go take your next travels or you know so that's I like I said that's not had nothing to play when we first became friends I didn't know it then but that how you noticed that in me and you just accept it and you didn't make it mean anything about you, but just as something that I needed to do for myself, I think that has helped us stay friends. Because I don't think until I told you that I wanted to coach introverts or anything like that, that we explicitly talked about the differences in our personality. And I have always felt really seen and heard and not judged by you. Unlike other people who may look like you or be your age or have 
decades more experience than me in any industry, they normally come with a lot of judgments. And I would say I had a lot of other good relationships at that company, but I didn't leave with other friends except you. Well, thank you. I, I just think that we need to, in my world, it's, it's, I think you need to look at everybody as an individual. I have times where I don't want to be with people, that I, I go home, I shut my door, and it's just me and my little fur babies. You know, I'm probably cleaning or something, but I don't, I'm not on my phone constantly. I don't, my job, I have to be on the phone, but there, I, there's times I just, you know, shut down. Everybody needs to have their own safe place. Everybody does. It's not for me to judge that your safe place is wrong. It's not for me for, to judge. I don't want people judging me. That's why I try very hard not to judge other people other than people who drive really strangely that I do judge. I, <laughs> but I, I think in friendships, you you need to be open to that and, and need not to take things personally. Or if you do take it personally, say something and say, hey, what did I do wrong? With a couple of times I've asked you that and then you come back, well, it wasn't you. It was just, you know, things just got to me and, and dot, dot, dot. Didn't, you know, as long as we're talking about it and it's not, you know, like an elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about, that's where friendships go awry also is that you don't talk about things that make you feel uncomfortable and, and not to point out that you're doing it, that I'm doing it to make you feel uncomfortable, but to say it so I, I know that my behavior or your behavior makes you feel uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it's not said with meanness or meant to hurt, you know, your feelings. There's nothing wrong with that because I'm, we're not each other. We're, we all live up in our own little worlds and are different people. We were meant to be different people. Yeah, I really appreciate that perspective that you have. It's making me think about the times when you did come to me and you say, hey, like, am I doing something wrong? What's up? Because sometimes when I go into that shutdown mode and I'm not sitting across from you in another cubicle where you can observe me, you know, you're at your place. I'm at my place. We haven't seen each other in a month or two and you can sense something is off. But I'm just going through it and I'm not, I might not be aware of it yet. And you bringing that up to me means a lot to me and matters to me because I've definitely had friendships where I've been on your side too, like where like I feel like something is wrong and I don't talk about it because I do want to avoid the uncomfortable or I don't want it to actually be about me or I'm scared to find out that it is. But Good friendships aren't built off of avoiding the uncomfortable. Yeah, good friendships are probably built off of facing the uncomfortable things together. I think so, too. I think that if you can't talk to your friends about things that you feel uncomfortable with, things that are you know out in the news today and, and how you feel about it and your reflections on it, then it really isn't a friendship because you're not completely sharing who you are. I'm not saying I need to know your deep, dark secrets, Jennifer. I'm just saying that. You know, if if something's if I've done something, I want to know about it. But then again, I'm a very direct person, and I want people to be direct with me. And I yeah. cherish my friendships. I have, I I know a lot of people, but I don't have a lot of friendship friendships that I I I care to to take the time out and take care you know to spend with people. Grew from a little you know acorn friendship into a big old tree that's still growing, and and I think that each of us still have a time to learn about one another and 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 growing. I can tell. You know, when we're texting, if something's off and I know when to back off and I know when to, you know that I'm here if you need to to talk about something. Being the expert I am, I'm very <laughs> more open in, in, you know, with my feelings and I've got a, a, a not a poker face. So you can 
you can tell things more on my face. So I just, you know, give you room because that's what friends do. You know, friends are not there for the good times. Oh, we're having a jolly good time. We went to a party, dot, dot, dot. Friends are there when you're feeling low and you can also reach out to somebody and, and talk with somebody or it isn't all about good times. That's what friendships are not. That's not a friendship. To add to what you're saying, an indicator of a really good friend isn't someone who's just there when something is wrong that you reach out to, but they also notice it before you even realize something is wrong. And that, you know, not everyone can or has to be like that, but that would be the thing that I value most in this friendship is that despite not having the same lived experiences as me, not even close, and not also being an introvert and a highly sensitive person that you can observe and recognize these things in me. You're shining a little light. That was one of the, like, so the first things that I met you, you just, when I look at you, I, I see a little shiny little light. It was just like a little fire and you could tell that you were full of shenanigans. You used to skip around the office and some of the other people will go, ah, oh, what is she doing? You know, doesn't she know she's an adult? No. Why should she stop skipping? Why? What does it say that you, as an adult, you can't do skipping? You can't do hopscotch. You can't do things that bring you joy. Plus, it was, you know, you were also enjoying the, their reaction to you being negative, And you're like, I'm still going to do it. So I just enjoyed that inner reaction. I, I, I saw somebody who enjoyed the shenanigans. And I had that shenanigans myself. But that's you just have this this fire in in you're building your business and, and it's it's been very interesting to watch you from the ground up go from somebody who was just putting her toe in the water and not quite sure where she's going to building this business that's thriving and she's doing good and you know she's helping out people who she can because it's it you should always try to help one another regardless of what you look like. Somebody needs a helping hand, help them. You know, if she can help you build what you need to do because she's that type of person, she's giving. That's why she has all these lovely little plants around her house because they're thriving. They're they're growing with her. And she's growing too. She's not even there where she's she's going to be. She's taken off and and she's gonna soar. I just know she is because she's so passionate about it. I don't think either of us really know where I'm gonna end up, but it's gonna be something that we neither of us can imagine. I don't think you could imagine where you are now. I could. I could see it in you that you had this this little engine that could, this little drive that you just need to to water and nurture. And once you believe in you, I think that the world is just beginning to see what Jennifer Ho has got in her. I think the people are going to see what I see in her, see that little glowing light and, and attract more people. I think that it's great that you're reaching out to introverts and, and helping them navigate the world because it's not easy. I understand that. That's not also easy for us as extroverts. We have our we have our own little idiosyncrasies that go on amongst us. But I think that what you're doing and speaking out for a, a part of our, our world that people don't, people don't recognize. And I don't think they're, they're just being rude. I just don't think that they recognize that there's not somebody who can have a conversation. You know, Jennifer and I have talked about this before. I walk into a grocery store. I'm talking to people. I'm standing in a grocery store. I'm talking to people. Um, Used to bother my son quite a bit, but now he's turned into me. So it's like, woohoo, you know, I've converted him. But I understand that other people don't have that ease with talking with people. And the fact that you're reaching out, Jennifer, and teaching these people how to make their little niche in the world. You're not trying to make them convert to something or trying, trying to change with her, but trying to teach them that they also have a, a place in our world. 
that they don't have to copy somebody. They don't have to, you know, if somebody's an expert, you have to be that same way around them. I don't expect people to do that. I don't expect people to do that whatsoever. And I think it's great that you're teaching people that they don't have to, that they have a niche in this world. Introverts really do have a space in this world. I think oftentimes for us, it feels like the world was designed for extroverts and society prioritizes them and what they're naturally inclined for. But introverts still do have a voice. And you said it really well. I want to teach and help introverts to prioritize our ways of being because that will teach other people about our differences and how we can use them to elevate and help each other. Sharon, I'm curious if you have any idea around this question. Why is it that people don't put themselves first? Or why do you think I didn't put myself first when you first met me? Do you just don't think that you should be first and you should because you have to take care of yourself first? And also, we all try not to let other people's comments hurt us. But some people can be really mean and some people can be really negative. And sometimes we absorb it. And that's something that you're teaching them how to, to, to redirect and then, you know, I I'm not always positive. I, I have my negative little days where I like, got a little dark cloud over the head of me and just people stand right away because you can just tell that it's not. But that's just everybody. But I think that if you look at the world and you you think of your blessings and you think, you know, I count my blessings. I Every night I go to bed thinking, OK, I've got a wonderful child. I've got my fur babies. I've got some great friends. I'm working. I'm alive. You know that you have to count those blessings. But when it's somebody who is an introvert, seeing from you, there are days when I would hurt for you because I knew that you know it was just too much. And no matter how much I would try to talk to my coworkers and said, "Hey, just back away and just give her some space," they didn't understand it. And I think it was just more ignorance than anything else. It wasn't. I don't think they were purposely trying to do it. They just didn't know better. And I'm hoping with what you're doing, people will be able to accept that's who they are and not worry about what other people have to say, because there's always going to be some negative Nelly out there of wanting just to to be negative just because they can. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with maybe how their life is going, but that's not your worry. That's not your concern. Your concern has to be you. I'd like to think that in just being who I was, someone else who was like me saw that and thought, oh, this means that, you know, it might not feel okay to do it. Like, it didn't feel good, especially with everyone else questioning me or bombarding me or trying to figure out what's wrong when nothing is really wrong and I just needed a moment. But I would hope that someone else saw, oh, I can, I don't have to put up this guard or this fakeness or this pretend shield up you know like this if this is what I need then I can express that and other people misunderstanding or other people having a problem with it is really their own issue to deal with it is and I think that people even on both sides of the world I think there are a couple of people learned extroverts that that are your old job or my job, your old job, learn that there's a difference between people. If you surround yourself with nothing but extroverts, you're not going to ever learn that there are introvert type people. 
to bring this back around to friendship, how have I been a good friend to you? You've always been there when I've had crisis at work and and I'm feeling low and I'm texting you, you know, and you're like, hey, let's meet at Starbucks. And when we go to Starbucks and we sit and drink our tea and we tell each other the world. So your friendship has been there for me. Your friendship is not hot and cold. It's a continuous thing, even though we don't talk every day, we don't see each other every day. It's it, Your friendship's always brought me comfort. If there was one lesson on friendship you can leave everyone with, what would it be? If you do have friendships, grow them. Don't just give up on them when somebody's having a bad time and you just think that they're isolating themselves. It could be, you know, deliver to their doorstep some food, you know, just say, hey, I'm here if you need me. But friendships need to grow. Friendships need to be nurtured. And, it, and like I said, it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. It doesn't have to be in your face. But reach out to them, you know, let them know, hey, I'm thinking about you. Send a funny sticker. Send a funny article. Send a funny meme. Just connect and they respond and you, they, you know that they're thinking of you and you're thinking of them. It doesn't have to be a 20-page letter. I'm very thankful that, that Jennifer is in my life. I'm very thankful for the things that we've done. I'm also very thankful for all the things that we've done. And for us to have stayed connected this long, I really give you a lot of credit, especially when I left the old job that you kept on connecting with me. You did the things like send the funny memes, send the funny stickers, send the article, and you stayed in my orbit even when I wasn't quite ready or even sure where our friendship would go. So thank you for growing our friendship. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Sharon. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. I hope that this gives you some perspective on how friendships are really a two-way street and it takes both sides meeting each other, not necessarily in the middle, but sometimes completely on the other side, whether that's an introvert meeting an extrovert in their space or vice versa, or someone who's 30 years older meeting someone who's 30 years younger in their brain and their headspace, or it could be different lifestyles. There are so many bridges that we get the opportunity to build with other people in our life. At the end of the day, friendships are the first people that we get to choose in our life. And if you're looking to be more intentional about who you're making friends with as an adult introvert and how you're navigating your existing friendships and how you want to grow them, I would love to invite you to book a discovery call with me for the Making Friends as an Adult Introvert Live group course that starts at the end of July 2023. You can book a discovery call with me about the Making Friends course or about my signature program, Take Root, which is private one-on-one -on -one coaching for introverts, both at byjenniferho.com slash coaching. And you can reach me on Instagram at byjenniferho if you have any questions. Looking forward to hanging out with you next time. Bye, friends.